You're listening to the Confessions of a Hashtag Beauty Boss podcast. I'm your host, Angela Sanchez, beauty business mentor and founder of Beauty Business Co. I want you to believe that you can achieve anything if you set your mind to it. I'll be interviewing leading beauty industry professionals and discovering exactly what drove them to becoming the hashtag beauty boss they are today. Are you ready to be inspired? You're listening to episode nine of Confessions of a Hashtag Beauty Boss podcast with today's guest, Lorena Ashmore. Lorena is a licensed esthetician with a background in eyelash extensions, spray tans, microblading and brow shaping. She has built and grown her business in Los Angeles for the past four years and has a true love for the beauty industry. In 2015, she decided to expand her business and created a beauty-inspired woman's tea and accessory line called Lash and Love Apparel. Her brand is fun, girly, sassy, and speaks to the lash, brow, and all beauty bosses out there. Since our interview, Lorena has rolled out her rebrand and Dear Lash Love has been born. Her passion is connecting with clients and empowering the beauty and lash bosses in her tribe after realizing she's got a lot more to share to the world than just a lash tea. I've truly loved this interview and I can honestly say Lorena is the perfect example of a hashtag beauty boss. We've also got yet another epic giveaway. This includes a Lash Love bundle consisting of one of each of Lorena's products from her store. You've got to be in it to win it. So hit subscribe and leave me a five-star review in the podcast app and follow at Dear Lash Love on Instagram and Facebook for your chance to win. And I can tell you, just by following Lorena's pages, you'll be inspired by her content. So let's get into this episode. Lorena, welcome to my virtual beauty lounge. Thank you so much for being here. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very, very well. So you are my very first international guest on the show. I'm wow. so excited wow. to have you here. Um, Thank you so I've been following you and the Lash Love Apparel brand for a really long time, and um, I'm yeah, just thought, wow, I have to get you on the show. I just absolutely love everything about your business, and I know that my listeners. Um, are all over the world, but I know from what your brand stands for, we need a little bit more like that in Australia. So yeah, thank you so much. It's so good to have you here. I like to kick off the show by asking our guests what their definition of a hashtag beauty boss is. Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I guess for me, my definition would be, um, someone I guess it's their goal is to bring out like the individual beauty in in every woman so that can be um in business with doing lashes under clients and then for me it's also beauty boss um I I just love inspiring women to feel confident and feel motivated in all aspects of their life so Mm -hmm. I guess I'll 
that would be my definition. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. It's definitely coming out in what you do and you're a leading industry professional when it comes to um, the empowerment that you're trying to portray within the lash bosses. And um, I really, really love your apparel line <laughs> that you. you have too. So I want to hear all about your journey. Share with us where it all began, how you got into the industry and what you're actually doing today. Okay. Um, oh, start to finish. So I got into the industry about seven years ago, I moved to the East Coast on a whim. I had a boyfriend at the time. I had no career path. Um, I had no clue what I was doing with my life. I, I enrolled in, in um, school for, I think it was child development at the time. Uh, wasn't super passionate about that. Was feeling really discouraged. And then I actually went to a local spa and made uh, or got a, a brow wax from the esthetician at that time I, I honestly didn't even know what an esthetician was um, and I just clicked with the girl and kind of had a one of those like aha moments of this is what I should be doing for a living I've always loved skincare and beauty um, and so it just kind of clicked for me so I actually got a job there as a front desk girl and then didn't like Baltimore very much, so I moved back to my hometown of San Diego, and I found another front desk job and enrolled in esthetician school immediately. Um, I did that full time. Could couldn't really work at the time, so I was just in a weird place of you know trying to finish school. I couldn't really pay my bills, um, uh, but I got through school. Eventually, I moved out of San Diego. I moved to LA, and I got hired at a I, I won't I won't name the place because I hate it so much but <laughs> it was uh it's like a chain corporate um spa place yeah got hired there which to most is or at the time that was like my dream job it was on my list like if I can get hired here I you know I'll, I'll be so happy got hired hated it um and lasted about six months there and was just kind of racking my brain. I realized at that point I didn't want to work for anyone. I just couldn't. I felt really, um, like, I just felt held back from what I was really passionate about. And so I reached out to a couple places, started applying online for jobs in the L.A. area, just kind of whatever I could find. Um, it was, you know, skincare, spray tans, lashes. And I actually found a place, got an interview, met with the owner, and strangely enough, we had a mutual friend um, in San Diego, and so we just kind of hit it off, and I basically told her, you know, I have no clients, I have barely any experience, um, but I'm, like, willing to learn, I'm ready to hustle, you know, I, I really want to be successful, and she kind of, I, we laugh about it this time because we're, we're still friends, but she just said she had a good feeling about me, so... Yeah, she took me under her wing, and I worked for her for about six months, slowly built up my clientele, realized I didn't love skincare or the facial aspect of the beauty industry as much as I, I loved lashes. So I got really into lashes, took two classes, two courses, and just eventually told all of my clients that I was no longer doing skincare and stuck um, just specifically solely with eyelash extensions and I got really lucky I was you know fully booked pretty pretty soon after um starting that part of my business 
And then from there, that is where Lash Love Apparel was created. So um, I was just sitting at work thinking about uh, Lash uniforms and how there wasn't really a Lash extension um, or like a Lash artist uniform. There was more options for estheticians. So I was just, yeah, kind of brainstorming in my, my little tiny room that I rented. And that's kind of where Lash Love Apparel was created. It was the need for something cute to wear to work, and I didn't have the option, and so I made it. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I love that story. And, you know, like it's really fantastic to hear that, you know, you've done your full beauty therapy um, course and everything and then diving into what they might say over there as the American dream, working for a big franchisee and you're well looked after when it comes to your job security and everything. But I feel like when you've got this burning entrepreneurial desire inside of you and you can really niche down to where your vision is in life and where you want to be and bring it back to your purpose, you can really find something incredible. And and then you've gone into loving lashes and then finding a solution to a problem like uniforms. <laughs> that And your brand is so chic. I absolutely adore it. It's so gorgeous. Thank you. And that's kind of what I was going for because I felt like even when I did the research, I couldn't find a quality shirt that wasn't just a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Everything was kind of poorly made. And so I did want it to be chic. I wanted to, it to be classic, something that you could dress up or dress down. So really at first I was kind of just fulfilling a need that I wanted selfishly. And then I realized what, wow, there's actually so many other women out there that are having the same problem. And so that's, it just blew up from there. Yeah. And I also love the fact because there are a lot of, um, you know, you can print stuff on t-shirts quite like everywhere in the world um, online and stuff like that. But the difference and um, yeah, point of difference within your brand is the neckline is yes. definitely suited to my body shape. So that's me being selfish because I'm a big busted girl and I hate having the high neckline. So yours are just nice and loose and you've got some V-necks and stuff available too. So I um, was drawn to that fact because that's where I'm always struggling with when it comes to t-shirts yeah that for me too I was looking for a drapey fit something Mm -hmm. that's more feminine so for a lot of women that high the high neckline isn't very flattering and so you know back in 2000 oh my gosh I can't remember when I launched 2015 the the lower v-neck was in style now I have the lower scoop neck but they're both still flattering for most body types which is what I was I really really wanted to create something that was well made and looked great on everyone yeah and now it's advanced into um i've actually noticed recently you are coming a little bit more on camera with instagram stories um i think that it was solely just about the brand and your products before but everyone's loving seeing your face and getting to know you a little bit more right yeah that was that was kind of a struggle for me but i've I've realized over the past, you know, couple years that people, people like a face, you know, to a name and people like that personal side of a business. And so for a while I kind of just stayed behind because I wanted it to be more about the apparel and more about other lash artists. But I also realized by showing my face and showing 
sharing a little bit more about me that people are able to connect more and it kind of makes it I mean for me if I were to purchase a lash tea from someone I would love to know the person behind it Mm. there's just more there's more meaning to it so I realized how crucial Instagram stories are to my sales and I think for lots of people out there Instagram stories are are huge and so I just kind of had to suck it up and put my face out there yeah and it's been fun it's been fun connecting with people and having people know who I am and and I know who they are and it's it hopefully it's giving other people the confidence to do the same because it is a little bit nerve-wracking but once you do it and you you know put yourself up it's so I highly recommend the Instagram stories and showing a little bit about you yeah yeah absolutely yeah I'm so glad that you have done that and also um, you know, I'm quite similar when it comes to my beauty business co Instagram, it looks, um, all color coordinated My branding. I get comments on all the time, but with Instagram stories, my pictures are, you know, little boomerangs of me and my son. And I'm going to my, um, my supplier to pick up stock for my beauty salon. And I'm, then I'm podcasting with my earphones on and it. It just gives my listeners and my followers a little bit of an insight into the background of and all of it. And the Instagram visual is the professional side, the front end of my magazine, if you want to say. Um, but I think it's really important to have people connect with who you are too. Yeah, it shows that you're you're a real human being. And I, I, I came up with this weird thing when I was laying in bed one night that I feel like Instagram, like you said, the magazine, I feel like Instagram is, you know, your feed is the book cover and then your Instagram story is like the pages inside. Mm. And so your, your cover, you want it to be the best photo and you want it to look great and, you know, but as far as what's inside, that's, that's all where all the information is. That's where all the good stuff is. And so I feel like Instagram stories is where the good stuff is. It's like the real the real stuff that you're not going to necessarily put on your feed. So yeah, it's a lot more fun. It's a lot more fun. It's a lot more lighthearted. Yeah. And that's why I think people are enjoying it. So yeah, absolutely. And so I think you've got about 41,000 followers on Instagram, which is incredible. It's not always about the numbers, but that's a pretty high number. (laughs) That's amazing. I I got, I I feel like I got lucky with that only because, because I, you know, there was nobody else selling lash apparel. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I do have a lot of people ask me, oh, how did you do that? Well, quite honestly, I feel like it wasn't me. It was the people wanting it. And so it makes it a lot easier if you have something that no one else has. So I, I, I do get a lot of people that message me that are discouraged. Like, how do you get more followers? But, but honestly it is hard because there's a lot of competition out there. So I feel like that worked in my favor so I feel like yes I put a lot of work and time and energy into it but it's the lash artist that got me there because they're such a like passionate obsessive in a great way like community and so when they love something they love something and so I have to give yeah it's so true (laughs) absolutely it's so true and I think as yeah you sort of as, as we need to become more visual on social media, we also want to try and look good as well. So having something that's quite quirky with your um, your T-shirts and having your little pop socket things on the phone with your lashes, 
that's just all great um, content. And then obviously by being a stockist of your brand, um, regramming what, because your photography is incredible. So if, um, you. you know, there's a good photo of the t-shirts and uh-huh. I think I've regrammed uh, a few of the ones with the eyelashes on there when I was doing my volume training and just can't wait to, you know, get stuck into my eyelashes and yeah, it just brings really, really good energy towards what we're doing as professionals as well. If we look good too. Yeah. And I think it, it's for everyone too. I mean, it's always great when you reshare and repost other people's it's just it's a way to get your name out there so mm. I always I always tell other lash artists as well you know like creating good content will ha- will lead to other people sharing your content and sharing who you are yeah hopefully because they, they should be tagging you in it <laughs> yes yeah absolutely that's really so. Im- important to do that too and then obviously from my side of things being able to collaborate with you um through an audio experience is just incredible um and sharing your message to inspire my listeners to believe that if they want to build a beauty business like yourself solving a problem and having so much passion and love in what you're doing they can absolutely achieve it if they set their mind to it and then obviously bringing the awareness about your brand too but there's oh, our industry is just incredible it can take you whatever direction you want there's so many avenues it can take you uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. I feel like there's, I mean, had I known, there's just so many opportunities just from becoming an esthetician and then switching over to lashes. I mean, you really I feel like women in this industry can do so much. And so that's really, I think, empowering to know that there's so many outlets you know, to be successful and to make money. So, yeah. And I love the fact that you have the lash apparel brand, but then you are also still lashing. You're still real. You still have your own clients. And I, I, I think I connect with you a lot with that because I have my own beauty salon and I'm juggling these two, um, different avenues where I want to inspire industry professionals, but then also inspire my clients to feel beautiful too. So, um, yeah, I really like that fact about you as well. Yeah, I think that, and that keeps you relevant as well. I mean, I, I, I love doing eyelashes. It's very therapeutic for me. Mm. Um, obviously it's hard to balance both. I think that you could probably relate to that, Yeah. but my bread and butter was the clientele for a long time. And then the, the apparels, you know, come kind of come full circle. And so it's opening other doors. Um, but I think being relatable is saying yes I'm still a lash artist Mm. I still I still hold the tweezers yeah yeah absolutely so uh which hurdles do you continually see popping up when it comes to running your beauty business or running our beauty business and that could mean doing it in your salon or running what you're running with the lash love um I think my biggest hurdles are always time management self-care um yeah, I would just focus on those. For me, it's just organizing my day and being efficient. I, I really struggle with that. Mm-hmm. I'm great at teaching people how to do it, but usually my stuff's a mess. So that's like, <laughs> that's real talk. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, time management is just trying to find a slot in the day to get everything done that you need to. And yeah. So that's probably the biggest hurdle with running two businesses yeah absolutely and I think 
when the saying comes, like, there's never enough hours in a day, I can guarantee you if we were given more hours, we'd probably still have the same struggles because we definitely always find something to do. And um, with that self-care as well, it's, I better just smash out this email or get in touch with this person or just one more client and then I can relax. And then it's, yeah, the whole mindfulness never happens. (laughs) Oh, there's always something. That's that's the good thing and the bad thing. There's always things on the to-do list. Yeah, definitely. I try and be really um, well planned with my planner, which is, you know, so the time management and the, the hustle still happens, but if I can just come back to what I've put in a point form of my planner, then it's holding yeah. me a little bit accountable and I'm not so all over the place in the mind. Because, yeah, you, the entrepreneurial mind can just have shiny object syndrome and things coming into <laughs> your mind all the time of, oh, that's another great idea that I could do. I know. It's so, it's, it's so terrible. I mean, it's great, but it's so terrible. It's like, you just want your brain to shut down, but it, there's just always stuff up there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so what are your top two important tips for the aspired beauty boss listener to learn from when they're starting out in their business? The two things that came to mind, like right off the top of my head were to start small, but to also think ahead. Um, for me, I feel like starting small work with what you have in that moment um, but also thinking ahead like and I guess I would just use myself and as as an example I started Lash Love Apparel focusing on the t-shirts I didn't really think ahead as to what what else I would want it to be or what I would want it to grow into and so had I done that I might have named it something a little bit more general less specific mm-hmm. so yeah I guess just starting from square one and just checking things off your list don't put too much on your plate yeah but also you think for the future like long term really long term yeah and I think you know like I know that your business is going to be growing into a few different um avenues which we'll talk a little bit more later about but if it it's always coming back to your core and your vision and your purpose of of why you're doing what you're doing then it it should all slot in and it's okay to make tweaks along the way like we we I've spoken to many women who have sort of thought oh, I want to have five beauty salons and then they've gone oh that's my second one and actually I don't want to have lots on yeah. the market you know I want to focus on my one boutique business and make it incredible or They've had, um, you know, a skincare line and a, a lash line as an example, just throwing that out there. And they've decided to hone in on the one because it just wasn't the right direction. So tweaking, yeah, yeah and um, test and measure is it's important. But just getting started, I think, is the best way for anyone to just have a little crack at it. Yes, don't, don't think too much. I mean, I know that's easier said than done, but just yeah just starts just start small yeah thank you for that now i'd love to hear three apps that you just can't live without oh man three that's it okay uh canva over and my square app so canva and over are what i use to make all of those cute little graphics that you see in all my instagram stories and on my posts um they have great fonts um, so I'm very specific about the fonts that I like to use. Mm-hmm. And so over, over is probably the one that I use 
as far as um, the font styles that I like. And then Canva, um, Canva, you're actually able to go in and do graphics and um, like there's there's just templates for everything. So you could find a template for a to-do list and it will pop up. So I, I literally use those all the time. And then Square is how I, that's how I take my money for my clients. So Yeah. Oh, that's good. I have Square in my beauty salon actually as well. Um, and I haven't heard of Ova, so I'm going to have to look that up and leave the links in the comments of the show as yeah. well. Have you, you've heard of Canva though? Canva? Yeah, I've got Canva for work and um, okay, yeah. that's really, really helpful when it comes to all, all of my graphics and everything. Yeah. You really don't need, I mean, I do use a graphic designer for big things like the t-shirt designs, but as far as everything else, I do it on my own. So Yeah. That's good. It's, it's, it can be a little bit time-consuming, but I think if you've got your fonts and your colors and it can just be, um, yeah, so great to do a bit bit of a, like a bulk bulk stock mm-hmm. of it all so that they can come through. And I've got a few um, incredible little tools and resources for my listeners to be able to sort of drag and drop into their news feeds and stuff coming as well, which is really exciting. Okay. Um, hopefully that will just help them. You know, it's all about time saving solutions. And if I've sort of learnt the process and I can make it easier for someone, then I'm going to share it as well. well. I will definitely want those tips as well. Cause I'm <laughs> always looking, I'm always looking for new yeah. ideas. But, oh, cool. Um, yeah, these apps are great. And my suggestion is to just pick a color scheme, pick a font you like and make something, save it. And then you can go back to that and you could just adjust the yeah. verbiage and you know, it keeps it all you know the same and you don't have to go in and create a brand new image so yeah yeah I do think it's important I never did this in my early days of my beauty salon but I certainly went through the whole discovery process of a brand with beauty business co and I tell you it just makes it so much easier knowing like okay I can't use that font it's these are my three primary fonts mm-hmm, yeah. that I use and yeah it just makes it a lot more clean and and when people say on brand, that's how I do it. You know, I stick to what my actual brand board is. So I'm going to be actually teaching. I've got my brand expert coming on to um, show everyone how to do something like that. <laughs> you know, because ha- it's all right saying it. There's a lot of experts and sort of webinars out there um, telling people what they should do. But then it's sort of like, oh, wow, this this is a bit overwhelming. Like, how do I even yeah. do that, you know? So, um, yeah, that's really an exciting process that I'm going through at the moment to have launched soon. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for sharing those apps. Now, do you have any specific routines that you stick to to set your day up for success? I wish that I could say I was a routine person, but I fail in that aspect of my life. So I I have recently started writing. um, It's called Morning Pages. And I try to do that every day. I I sometimes fail. That's okay. But you're supposed to write two to three pages of whatever comes to your mind. Basically, it's like all the junk that's in your brain that you just like can't, the static. Uh, You get it out on paper. It could be be anything, goals, dreams, um, whatever. But there's no there's no system to it and there's no pressure. You just, it's kind of like an adult diary Mm -hmm. and you write the two to three pages and then you're done with it and then you start your day. So that's kind of helped me just to get, get all the crap out of my head. Yeah. (laughs) Like onto paper and then I just close it up and, and I go about my day. So I've been trying to do that lately and I've really, 
I've really enjoyed that. And then I do try to work out at least three days a week. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, but my, I, the intention is there. Yeah. And something I've been really good about lately is I try to check my emails and social media twice a day and that is it. Very good. <laughs> That's discipline. I highly suggest that for everyone. Mm. Um, if you're if you're constantly checking your emails and constantly checking your social media, you're going to get really burnt out. So I just pick two times during the day, uh, morning and evening, and I'll spend, you know, like 45 minutes and get everything done in, in that time frame, and then I close it up. Yep. Oh, that's really good. I will take your advice and I'm going to try that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot more efficient. I mean, I think people think that if, if they're constantly checking their emails, then that's great but for me I think it's way more efficient to batch it out and do everything in chunks yeah and then be, be done with it so yeah absolutely that's, that's worked for me and you know people people can wait they don't as long as you get back to them I feel like you know twice a day that's every 12 I feel like that's that's good enough so yeah every every like six to 12 hours I think yeah. is, is good because having like your worldwide brand I'm sure you get um bombarded with emails from distributors all around the world as well so um that could definitely turn to burnout if you thought oh, i've got to get back to this person straight away they need an answer um yeah yeah i feel like i definitely want to inc- it's same with the social media scroll i can get caught in the whole yeah, debacle no. of all of that and yeah i think- pick two pick two times of the day to scroll, do whatever you need to do. And for me, I really do like to, I like to respond to every single person and I get a lot of DMs asking me a lot of questions and I, I really like to sit and think about my answer. And so I I can't do that if I'm doing it 24 hours a day. So Mm, yeah, that's so true. Great advice there for all the (laughs) listeners. (laughs) We've got our phones attached to us all the time. So yeah, it's time to time to put it aside, I think, and start disconnecting a little bit more. You have to. I think it makes you a better beauty boss. For sure. We'll move on to some rapid fire questions. What okay. is the best book you've ever read? Um, I, I read so many books, and the, the only one that came to my mind was Eat, Pray, Love, which is not related to beauty or business that's okay I I loved the book and I I read it in this like weird time in my life and it kind of gave me an an aha moment and so I still have that book I think I I read it in 2000 before the movie came out it was 2004 three yeah I still have it so it's sentimental yeah that's a good one to refer back to as well (laughs) yeah and who is someone that you'd love to meet in person I'm so bad at these types of questions. <laughs> someone that I would love to meet in person. I is it weird that I don't I can't think of anybody I'd love to meet in person. I mean Oprah, I guess maybe. But that's so, <laughs> a few people have said so Oprah. I think she'd be incredible to have a good cup of tea with. <laughs> yeah, I think that she'd have a lot to say, but I. I, I honestly can't think of someone. <laughs> That's okay. I'll go with, I'm going to go with Oprah. Yep. Oprah's good. We'll pop it out there. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's one thing you have procrastinated about this week? 
I've been wanting to start my blog for a long time and it's on every to-do list that I have and it's not happening so yeah just a just a minor roadblock (laughs) yeah I know it's a it's important absolutely to continue to have your blog a part of your site and it helps with your SEO and everything but I believe with the blogging it is one of those things that you can procrastinate about because it it really does need to come from you it needs to come from your heart and people can really um resonate with what they're reading if they feel that it's come from that direct person as well so um I'm on the same path as you (laughs) with that one (laughs) it's um I definitely want to do it I just feel like with Instagram that's almost like a blog for me and so I feel like right now I'm just trying to focus on one thing at a time mm-hmm. and of course my, my brain's going in 20 different directions but I'm trying to just you know the Instagram thing's going well so stick with that and then trying not to be too hard on myself but yep yeah yep no that's cool you'll get around to it and they say you know get really good at one thing and stick with that until it's all happening I mean your Instagram is happening don't there's no denying that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, but the, I guess... It's always um, a work in progress, though. Yeah. I'm learning new things, so... Yeah, for sure. And what is something you would jump at if you knew you wouldn't fail? Public speaking. I'm terrified of speaking in front of people. Oh, wow. So I, would, I wouldn't get that would, from you at all. I, either would I. I don't... I, maybe I'll be better at it now that I've kind of put myself out there, but I... I would love to be that person that could get up on a stage and just like wow the crowd. Um, so I mean, I guess yeah. If I knew I wouldn't fail with that, I would definitely do it. But I still get the like sweaty palms, and I I just I'm not not good at speaking in front of large groups. <laughs> but I, I it's something I it's something I want to work on. So we'll see. Yeah, there is actually a few um, companies here in Australia that are having big lash conferences. I know that the girl I went through, Joy Crossingham, for my lap volume lash training, she is always speaking at our beauty expos and helping sort of up-level um, the industry in just, I guess, becoming better lash techs. Um, so she's taking her training process and then hopefully coming on stage to inspire them to come and do one of her courses to believe that they can um, be the best lash tech out there. Um, but I think there's also like a, a Lash Global, Lash Vision, I think it's called as well. And there's speakers from all around the world coming to that, which is in Sydney, I'm pretty sure, this year. So that could be something you can put on your oh, list. Oh, man. <laughs> that could. That'd be a good goal. Yeah, definitely. And then we'd get you out here in Australia as well. Yes. So even better. I've, Australia's on the top of my list of places I want to travel to so oh, cool. if I could incorporate lashes and travel to Australia then yep. you know <laughs> golden yeah absolutely now if you were stranded on a deserted island with no wi-fi what's one thing you wish you had with you I'd say my stuffed animal from when I was a kid or you know to be boring I sunscreen, obviously. <laughs> That's good. So there's one, there's one sentimental, one not sentimental. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Um, we will wrap it up now, Lorena. It's been so good to chat with you and have you here. I very much appreciate your time. We're in a complete time difference, and I know it's getting quite late over where you're based. 
Um, but let me know what's next for you. Um, give the listeners a little bit of awareness on where they can find you through social media as well. Okay. Um, yeah, so I feel like there's a lot going on right now for me. Um, just a matter of when I'm going to roll out everything. And um, right now, Lash Love Apparel is just transitioning into more than just lash tees. That's obviously initially what I created it for, but I've just found a lot more happiness and passion from motivating and empowering women. And so I kind of want to go in that direction. And um, yeah, obviously you've noticed I've just been engaging more on Instagram and connecting with people. And I've really, I've really enjoyed that aspect of the business. So I want to just tap into um, that a little bit more through blogging, YouTube, um, eventually an e-course. And so, yeah, just look out for things like that. Uh, there's going to be some small tweaks to the name. It's still going to be Lash Love, but just a slight adjustment, something that's a little bit more personal, uh, getting rid of the apparel part. So hopefully that doesn't freak anyone else out too much. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just going to be a, a twist on the name, something that's just a little bit more personal. And then currently you can follow lash love apparel on instagram facebook and the handles are just lash love apparel and i promise that when i do adjust anything that you will nobody will be confused and so they'll know where to go and where to reach out yeah because you've got your little eyelash icon plus the love heart as well yeah so that's like my signature i feel like when people see the the lash plus the heart that's like the lash love like you know that's people recognize that so that will still be in the logo it'll just be a, a tweak on the name yeah but I am still keep still keeping that that image logo because I think that's that's more recognizable than just lash love apparel so yeah I really really love that that's that has actually stayed with me that's probably why I'm still following you now we've connected Aww. because that icon just keeps popping up in my feed and I know exactly who you are <laughs> I love that I love yeah. that yeah, it's really cool. So uh, thank you for sharing all of that. Um, I can't wait to see all that you're about to be launching and your e-course and everything sounds really exciting for the industry. So we'll keep a lookout for that and I'll be sure to share it with our community too. I can't wait to hear about everything that you're doing. I wish that we could chat more about you. Yeah, I know. Oh, it's all in the works. and. <laughs> the podcast and I interview you <laughs> yeah okay sounds good as you said you know, like when we were talking before we started the interview it's all about that whole juggle and balance and running the salon as well as this business side of things it's um time can be really poor and I've got a two-year-old toddler who keeps me extremely occupied and burns my energy oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> so co coffee's in my um everyday routine <laughs> yeah. um but yeah definitely there's so much in the work so we'll have to um get together again and and have another chat when it's all launched together hopefully it's in australia yeah yeah for sure so at the end of the show we i always just like to give a little giveaway to a lucky listener okay. um for tuning in you know i appreciate all of my listeners and hopefully they've come away extremely inspired from your story to believe that they can have the beauty business of their dreams as well 
Um, so I'm hoping that everyone can click, click subscribe on the iTunes of Confessions of a Hashtag Beauty Boss or on the Podbean app for Android as well. I'll leave the links below in the comments for you to do that. And if you want to leave a review, that would be also super, super helpful as well. And follow everything Lash Love Apparel. That would be incredible too. Um, but is there anything that you'd like to offer our listeners, Lorena? Oh, yeah. I mean, if you follow me, you know I love giving shit away for free. That's like my jam. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> let's do, let's do oh, one t-shirt of your choice and then one of everything else that's in the shop. So you get one shirt, one mirror, one pop socket, one pillow cover, and what am I missing? The hat, the lash boss hat. Oh wow, that's. Yeah. I just had a beauty boss hat made. I need a Cute. lash boss one for when I'm doing lashes, though. Yes, <laughs> that's yes. so nice. A little lash love bundle coming to one yeah. lucky listener. Thank you. That's a lot of Absolutely. value that you're offering too. Oh yeah, I mean, I. That's like that's also been my favorite thing is giveaways. I just love giving people stuff. Yeah, it's fun. So. oh thank you so much again appreciate your time can't wait to hear everything you've got in the works and um, I'm sure that you'll be hearing a lot more from me as well I hope so thank you so much for having me thank you have a good day bye you too bye